Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. On this episode of Missing the Point, we head over to Tokyo and prepare to self-quarantine as we discuss this year's Olympics. We'll talk about the struggles of the Team USA basketball team to this point of the games, and if this is truly the right team to send over if the USA wanted to win gold. We'll discuss Shikari Richardson's Olympic disqualification over a positive weed test, Simone Biles withdrawing from multiple gymnastic events to cope with her mental health, and we'll discuss who is the more iconic and dominant Team USA swimmer, Katie Ledecky or Michael Phelps. This is Missing the Point, episode 76, but it's all relative. So let's just get right into it. So obviously, you know, one of the things that we all follow is definitely the men's basketball team, right? You know, they kind of came over there. I mean, I guess it would be B minus type of team. And, you know, they, they've struggled, right? So, you know, Mike, I'll, I'll start with you. But, you know, what do you think has been the main reason for the USA men's basketball struggles? Yeah, honestly, though, this may sound like an easy like cop out or an easy take. It just doesn't feel to me like there's that same desire to to come together as a collective body and win uh, a gold medal mm-hmm. it feels to me like they're all there they all want to get there they all want to get their points maybe they're happy to be there but this isn't you know obviously the biggest team is the, the, the dream team 92 right those people were there to beat everybody else period end of story the teams you know i, I think there was one what was it is it oh four oh eight like they were good and and they got as far as they did just based off of just pure athleticism and pure talent now there's not a there's not equal talent across the board, but there's enough that will offset if Team USA has a bad night or or mails it in. And I, I think one of the things that I've been noticing is that it, it appears that they just think that because they are who they are, they're going to win. And we, we saw in the preliminaries and even it was against France that they just can't show up and just be expected to be given the W. So I think it's mentality, and I think. That's a lot of the things that plague the league right now. I think when you hear criticisms across the board in the NBA, it's too much of, well, I'm going to get mine. And then if you get yours, it's fine. And that shows itself more in an Olympic contest when you have to be, like the synergy has to be what it is for people who don't often play together for just a short period of time. So to sum that entire rant up, I think, I, I think, I think they're mentally soft, dude. I, I, I think that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to lay. I, I don't think that they care too much. And I think that they just think that they deserve a W because of who they are. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree that it doesn't feel the same and I don't know if it's more hard or, or desire to win or that they're soft. I just think it's, it, it reminds me a lot of that year that we came in third in the FIBA, in the FIBA, uh, champ, world championships. What year was that? 13, 14. Right, no, even just a couple of years ago, they did yeah, it. Where they just kind of, yeah, no, it was like 17, I don't know. Where they just kind of threw a team of all-stars together, and it doesn't feel like an actual basketball team. Like, you think about the teams that actually won that gold medal and were dominant, they, they put them together to play international basketball. They gave them the type of point guards that they needed, a Chris Paul. They gave them these guys that, that like to be ball dominant and, and, and distribute. This team... It's a bunch of slashers with Bradley Beal and Dame Lillard behind this three-point line. You know, or not, that was, but anyways. So, you know what I mean? But that's the type of team they are, is they have those three-point sharpshooters. It's not Beal this year, though. I don't know. But, so, 
I, I just feel like it's it's a poorly constructed team. And I hate to say it, man. I know he's the best. I know that he is one of the best coaches we've ever seen in the history. But to bring Popovich and have him be the head coach of this team, I just don't. I, I don't think it was the right move. I don't think he's the right voice for these guys at this point. And it, and I just don't see the scheme fit with the people that they brought in. It just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Popovich is great for actual international basketball competition, but you got to give him the kind of team that Popovich can coach. You know what I mean? Like Popovich coaches real basketball, not slashers, not hero ball. And that's all this is. You know what? Actually, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me a lot of the Celtics this past year. When we were in our lowest of lows, when it was hero ball after hero ball after hero ball, where it's just, hey, this is your turn. Hey, this is your turn. No. But even then, you can say that wasn't malicious, right? They, they were doing what they thought they could do to make the team win. But, like, I don't want to hijack here, Bobby, but it doesn't feel like that's what they're doing at Team USA right now. They're just doing it because they're there. No, I, I mean, I, I think that that makes sense, right? I think, and like I said, we're going to get to it in the next question I have, but it's just like, yeah, they're not playing together, right? And that that it, it shows through on television. It probably shows through their practice. And I mean, I'm pretty sure those guys wanted pop, but then obviously, you know, once they start losing, you know, it's, it becomes easy to blame the coach once you start to lose. And, you know, once again, some of those guys have played for pop before. Taylor's played for pop. Some other guys have played for pop in international play. So it's just like, I don't understand what the issue was this time around. And once again, you have Emilio Dokovic, you have, you have Eric Spolcher there, right? So maybe Spolcher should have been the guy, right? Maybe Spolcher would have been better to lead those guys against, you know, I guess in the international play, right? But it's like, to me, his, his system does work. It's just a matter of, are you actually going to play? Are you actually going to play team basketball and not bitch because a few shots didn't go in when you want to? To me, the, the way to go with this team would have been because of the short turnaround, because of everything is... Anyone on that, that 25 and under team, you know what I mean? Like if you bring in these young guys who actually have this heart, they had, they're in awe about playing for the USA. Listen, I'm telling you, KD, Draymond Green and Dame Lillard are not sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm playing for team USA. They're like, oh man, I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for us to win the gold. As Mike was saying, like they're guaranteeing they're going to win this gold and it just, He's right where it just doesn't feel like that top-notch USA basketball. And honestly, like, I really do think that they are in trouble coming into the single elimination portion because they're just going to get caught in that hero ball. And international teams are are put together to exploit that type of weakness. When you play hero ball, they're going to make you play hero ball. And they're going to force you into just bad ISO after bad ISO. And it's, it gets so ugly after a while. But not everything's been bad. I have to say that. Jason yeah. Tatum was amazing. Last Here we year. go. He was amazing, bro. That was a. I mean, when he chooses to dominate and not to be, you know, lackadaisical, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a hell of a player. Like I said, we, we see it on a nightly basis here, here in Boston. So, you know, but, you know, we're just speaking of just how to play and, you know, how your play can affect, you know, affect, affect their, their place, their placement in the tournament. You know, Bobby, I'll, I'll stay with you, but, you know, so in your opinion, do you think the rest of the world is caught up to USA basketball? I do and I don't. Talent-wise, no. No, I don't. Scheme-wise and actually playing the game of basketball, yes, absolutely, because we follow into AA culture, man. And, and, and that's what's really killing this whole vibe of like that, that what keeps saying that hero ball. Is that it's been bred into everyone since they were at a young age that they're the best player, they're the best. And international basketball is not played like that, man. It's not played beyond the three point line. It's not played, you know, running ISOs. It's played running pick and rolls, running backdoor screens, running the Princeton offense. You know what I mean? Like to me, when you have a team of all stars who doesn't want to play together and not running basketball plays and B, B plus team that is excellent and, and, and making all those extra cuts and doing those little things that, that B, B plus team has a good shot to win every single time, no matter who you have there. So I do think, I don't want to say that they're better than they caught up, but it's a lot closer than it's ever been. 
I can tell you that without a doubt. I, I think Bobby hit the nail on the head there, right? Like talent level wise, no, no one's close to us, but mentality wise and buy-in and maybe even scheming. Yeah, I think that, you know, it used to be rare for Team USA to have uh, back-to-back off games. It's not rare anymore. Like we've seen it. Now, and it's all about how does this team do when, when it has to go against adversity? Adversity in the NBA means like if you like if you don't do it, you will not win a championship, and and that's more that's a more guttural reaction, right? I don't know how they all feel about about the Olympics. I don't know if being a gold medal winner means that much to them. If it does, awesome. If it doesn't, again, like who am I to say it? But it, that that type of compete level or lack thereof shows up in games like this when you have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, all these people, Bam out of Bayou. You have all those people. You should win. It all depends. Like you, you'll know in the first quarter. How about that? You'll you'll it, it, you, you'll be able to see it in their body language if this is going to be something that, that, that they want to win. Are you quoting a Dark Rivers line saying it's the first quarter league? Wow, I can't believe it. But I, I, you know, I I, I think what the, the biggest difference is though, USA wants to win. These other teams need to win. Right, mm-hmm. like, you know that, and you have if you listen to Russell, that was a great promo right there. <laughs> they, you want to win. I need to win. I need to have this moment. I want to have this moment. I desire to have this moment. So that's what these other guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can't see me, you know. So and I mean, yeah, USA cannot see <laughs> a lot of these teams right now because they're <laughs> they're playing they're playing lackluster basketball. But yeah, talent wise, hell, hell no. Let's no. The rest should be getting sixty on these motherfuckers. Sixty. So, like I don't care if it's ten minute quarters, eight minute quarters. Like this is not entertaining. This is real life. And yeah, do I do I sound like a pompous America right now? Sure, whatever. That's fine. Once again, keep just keep listening, right? But it's just like yo, like you, you should be dropping forty a night. Taylor should be getting forty. You know what I'm saying? Like it's unbelievable to me. I love KD, man. I do. I think like we we had this whole three out. I probably got written up at my work because of our long conversation about KD today. Listen, everyone knows how I feel about KD. I love him. One of the best basketball players ever. I really think he was the wrong choice to lead this team there. He was the wrong guy to anoint the leader. Did you see the clip of when Bam took his layup or, or did something where he didn't give him the ball back? And how that all went down to me, like, Listen, I get it. It's basketball unwritten rule. You give them shit. You're like, bro, what, what's going on? Why would you do that? Like, that's what we do. But then you move on. KD tweeted about it. He made a thing about it. It was a whole thing. And it's just like, that's not how you breed a team chemistry. And that, when I saw that instantly, I was like, oh man, we're in some trouble here. This is not going to go that well because as great as he is, he's amazing. I feel like someone like, I, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head. I'm so bad at this. Give me someone who has a lot of intangibles. I mean, it, it, I, I, we know Mike's going to say Giannis just to be a dick. Um, but too bad. He's not an American. Oh, sorry. But Chris Paul, fine. Chris Paul would have been the perfect guy to lead this team. Or, you know, just not KD, man. I'm sorry. Just not KD. You can't bring him in here with that young stars and these guys that think they're also the shit and have him be like this transcendent dude. Like, if you're not going to get the guys, then go with the next up-and-coming guys. Either either go get them all, or none of them are going. Yeah, that, yeah I don't know how Donovan Mitchell was on this team either, just saying. And, and I, I once again, I get it. Dame, you know, Dame time. Listen, we, I, I went on a rant uh, about Dame a little, uh, you know, several episodes, of that, several, several, several episodes ago, excuse me, uh, about wanting him in, in the Southern uniform. Like, I, I get that dude is special. Well, you're not telling me that Donovan Mitchell is not one of the best 12, well, play 12, 15 players in, in this league, right? So, like, to me, he'd have been better than Zach Levine. And I get it, Zach Levine is six, six, could jump out the building, has a proven as a shooter, but, like, Don, Zach Levine is not better than Donovan Mitchell. I'm sorry, he's just not. not and on his best day, he's he's not better than Donovan Mitchell. Just saying. Before you transition, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak something in here that I want you to quickly transition away from this. Bobby, it sounds to me like you don't think that KD is the right guy that you can build a team around, uh, which really just hurts your legacy. Go ahead. Don't even, don't even start it. Just go. Yeah. Hey, last thing you know, we'll, you know, we'll just, well, that, that's another show of the day, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, his, his leadership definitely is in question right now. And, you know, that is not for debate. And, you know, like I said, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Kevin Wayne Durant, get your ass on the block. 
Jason Tatum, get your ass on the block. What he may have been showing you on these videos on, on USA Basketball on Instagram. Get your ass on the block. Do that little spin away. Do that fade away. Do something because you got to be in your bag and you got to be ready. And like, like Mike already said it, you know, the first quarter will tell us, you know, they got to be engaged, you know, shooting from the jump. But like I said, if they just show up saying like, oh, we won, I guess we want to win. Like I said, these other teams need, they need that, that I know the ride and say, okay, we beat you up. And guess what? Like I said, Slovenia led by Luka, <laughs> they're, they're coming. He's looking like the Slovenia Larry Bird right now. He's doing whatever he wants to do out there. Just so, so they're coming. So just listen, get right or, 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 or get left. So like I said, we'll leave it at that for USA uh, men's basketball. So like no one worries about Chad. We're going to get into Shaq and Phil. No one worries about men's Shaq and Phil. So we're never going to bring them up. It's not even, it's not even the same as men from Usain Bolt to Michael Johnson to, you know, Michael Green. We're not doing that. Not Michael Green, Maurice Green. Sorry. So that's how, that's how much we don't talk about, right? I even forgot the man's name, right? Just throw a shade, bro. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. Like, Miss Miss Shackerfield has not been the same since you're saying as some other guys before. Yes, there's other great guys that I don't know about. I don't follow it as much. But I said we're gonna touch on we're gonna touch on a woman. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna touch on a woman's uh, hundred uh, meter race. So the Jamaicans, the Yardies, as as they would say, whatever the Yardies. You know, don't don't repeat. I also said it terribly wrong too. But it's okay. Hopefully, no one kills me for that. We do have a couple of sisters in Jamaica, actually. But I love you guys. We love you guys. You guys got all, they got all the medals. They got all the medals for the hundred meter uh, race. So, you know, Bobby, I'll start with you, but you know, do, do you think it would have been different for the Jamaicans had Shakari, Shakari Richardson, excuse me, that's how you say her name. I've heard her say it on an interview. So Shakari Richardson, do you think it would have been different if she had been um, allowed to be in a race? Yeah. I mean, she was already one of the top runners in, in the world coming into this. You know what I mean? Like she, she had that potential to absolutely knock one of them off the podium. But if you're asking me if it's surprising that the Jamaicans swept the 100 meter race, no, no, it's not, not, not even a little bit. They've been dominant in this since, since before they had a bobsled team. So, you know what I mean? Like, this is what they do. This is, this is what they do, man. <laughs> I love it. Damn, my- <laughs> I mean, she would, she probably would have been in the mix, but. Seeing that, was it Elaine Thompson, hurrah, she broke a record that had stood for 33 years. I don't, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think Richardson was going to break that. So yeah, maybe she would have, you know, she would have finished second or third. But based on what we saw, I think she's a bigger story because she's not there than if she, then maybe she would have been if she was. Now, she's a great athlete. Understand all of that. I, I, I think you're, by saying, by reading that, that question, and the emphasis being on would Richardson had been, would it have changed if she was there? You're demeaning the fact that someone from the Jamaican team, again, broke a record that had stood for 33 years. So no, I don't think she would have, pl- I don't think she would have won first. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's, you know, that's very fair to say. I mean, obviously she was breaking some records in her own right, but mostly yeah, like these Jamaican girls were, were coming. <laughs> like they, they was, they was, you know, they was on the run, literally, figuratively, however you want to put it, they was on the run. And they did their thing. And I do like the fact that she, you know, gave them credit though and said, congratulations, you know, you know, showing black excellence and, you know, black women strong. Like I actually went that route because there was some, not even rumors because there's tweets that's out there about it. Like she came out very abrasive and brash when they came to all her opponents, like, oh, like I'm that girl. And, you know, y'all not that good. And blah, 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 just going in. So I'm glad she went the gracious and humble route. You know, because like, you know, adversity will humble you. Didn't she tweet out on Friday, miss me yet? Right, right. But I'm, <laughs> yeah, she, she, <laughs> that was awesome. She did, she did, she did. No, right, she did. But I'm saying, but then after the race, though, she said, you know, shout out, shout out to them. So, yeah. But then again, I don't know if you, you guys probably don't follow the Shade Room because the Shade Room is just, it's, see, the Shade Room is like black Twitter on Instagram. So, hey, DK, you, you can't get into that. Assume we don't, right, Shana? Yeah, assume we don't. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> one of the Shade, the Shade Room is hurtful, but it's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I honestly, you know what? Like Joe, when you listen to this, like Joe, we need a T-shirt. Megan, we need a T-shirt saying "Hurtful Backers," and we've that, that has been said several times in our chat on the show. Like it's that is merchandise. So missing the point, hurtful but accurate. <laughs> well, the shade room post the shade room posted that that tweet when it said, "Oh, miss me yet?" And once again, this shows how fickle. You know, how you doing, Daniel Bryan? It shows how fickle. What's oh, <laughs> it? Fickle, once fickle, people can be online, right? She writes that. And these comments, they are tearing her ass up in the comments. Like, oh, like, 
you know, when Kendrick Lamar, like, sit down, bitch, be humble. Like, you know, they're, they're saying like, oh, like, you know, I bet you didn't miss that weed. Like, they are going in. So it, it just goes to show that Sinet only is upset for a little while. Yeah. Or they're going to be behind you for maybe 30 seconds, if that. And then they turn on you quicker than the big show turn heel in the WWE. Just saying. Like it is, I, I, yeah, and it's, it's like sorry. third one. Yeah, I, I know. I, I I can't help but I miss it. I'm I'm ready for some of stuff. Sorry, but it's just like <laughs> you know, August twenty is where Legion Stadium be there. But no, me too, man. But yeah, so that that that's what I said. But like I said, and then I'm just glad to see that she chose to give credit where it was due. But yeah, she they definitely humbled her after she said that. So I was like, whoa, well, you you got it, show. But yeah, I, I mean, hopefully, you know, I know they have like a world trial thing next year in Oregon. My homie, my homie invited me to hopefully we go see her out there. She's there. But yeah, she's got to get back on track with show. Is she not a big, well, okay. Uh, uh, let's just, I don't want to go into like a huge rant about this, but like, okay. It's our show. She, yeah. But she wasn't, I mean, she, I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't doing blow. Like she, she ate weed to cope with her mother's death. Right. Is, isn't that it? Is, isn't that it? Her, her biological mother. Now I know that she knew that it was on, on the list of bad substances. Okay. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, what she did. I, I promise you, smoking weed does not make you run faster. Listen, I can attest to that. Well, that, 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 that wasn't the issue, right? And, that, and like I said, we, you know, we have talked about this, I think, off the air, obviously, because we're finally doing a show about it, thankfully. But it's just like, I, I don't think that, like I said, that part was an issue. And yes, duh, of course, smoking weed isn't a freaking issue. Duh, like that, that's, but it's like, once again, if that was going to mess up your money, which sure. it did. If this is what we talked, this is what it was. That's what Steve and they talked about all the time. Stay off the weed. Like, it's one this. And, and once again, I get it. Like, I've only lost a grandparent. I have not lost a parent. I, I, I said, so I, I can't even begin, right? And once again, I, I, I'm not looking to compare because there's no need to compare. But however, this, is, this goes back to her circle, right? The people in her circle got to say, yo, I know you're hurting. I know this is, I know it's, I know it's effed up. I know it is. However, if you could just get through this moment, do this for mom, do this for your grandmother, do this, for, find that inner peace somehow, somewhere to be like, yo, I'm coming to Tokyo to slay and not to play. And I'm going to run up, down, around. That's got to happen. And that doesn't happen too much in the community that people look like me. And that's why I got so mad. And I had to, I had to address it. I'm glad that we were finally on the show talking about this. Because I'm just like, yo, like, it, it has to happen. So yes, Mike, you are hundred percent correct, sir. Last like. Yeah, but good. Not for nothing. Like she's when it's all said and done, she ain't losing out on money. She will be a bigger star because of this than she would have been if she just went and and. Well, I'm thinking about endorsements. Like they they gave us some endorsement for like some cigar company. Sure, I was gonna say, especially in today's America, bro. No, she's gonna. Facts, but they had the audacity to give her a two hundred fifty thousand dollar endorsement for some cigar company. I'm like, are you for real? Like. It's just like that to me, and it just shows how backwards we are, right? Like, brother, she's backed up by Nike. So as long as Nike's in the corner, does she get it, right? Like that, that's dumb, right? But I saw something on, I think I looked it up on Google, but I, I didn't know this until last week. Um, I didn't know that for every gold medal, you, you get 38,000. Every silver medal, you get 22,500. And in every bronze, you get 15. Yeah. So say if you do four, if you do four events and you get all gold, you just made 150000 just like that for 30 seconds. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, so that, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, yo, like, you had a chance to, to get six figures, and then now you keep adding to it because you're doing more stuff off the field. You become, you get on the Wheaties box. Like, there, there, has, there has to be a bigger picture mentality. Like I said, her grandma, and I just, and actually what's crazy, I was in Texas the last week. I just found out my my cousin was her track coach or is her track coach. I didn't even know that. I'm like, well, damn. I said, she, I said one, she should have came by the house. I said, two. <laughs> I, said, I, I was like, I, I said, I wish I knew who. So for the show. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah I knew. I wish she knew. She, I wish I knew she wasn't for the show. I'd have been like, what is going on? Because I, I bet I, 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 we would had a conversation. You you can show that. We had a conversation, but I knew it for real. I'd have been like, hey, what's up? So just saying. Listen, Shikari, as a fr friend of the show uh, <laughs> and and the show's token pot smoker, uh, I will say that one, one, one of them. <laughs> that, literally, do you like that pun? By the way, token pot smoker, you like that? So, 
you're supported here. I can tell you that. I, I think it is so asinine that something like weed can hold back a, a world-class athlete from, from competing in the thing that they love to do and that they worked their whole life for. When if they decided that they were in pain and they wanted to go to the doctor and get some Vicodin, that they can go do that. And, and, and it's the, the level of addiction and the level of how much it messes you up between weed and pills is, is not even comparable, man. Right. So, so I, I just see it as like, yes, I get it's against the rules. That, that leads me down a whole tangent about the IOC that I won't even go into at this point. No, no, sorry. But, but, but like, it, it, it's just crazy to me that we're still sitting here in 2021 when I can walk to the damn store and be like, hey, give me your strongest weed. And they're like, okay, here you go. 45 bucks. And I drive my car and drive home. And that's it. That's it. You know, it, it's just crazy. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'll, I'll turn this back over to Ray. But when you know that it's on the list. I get it. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, regardless of how stupid it is that it's on it, if you know it, you can't do it. Right. And that's where I'm at. Like, once again, I, listen, I'm not knocking her for coping. Listen, you cope how you have to cope. And if you're like, oh, are you telling people how to grieve? Shut your ass up. No one's telling someone how to grieve. You're just saying, hey, it's like, you got to chill. It's just, you got this. And I'm telling you, for, for us, for us, many black people, we do not get second, third, fourth, fifth chances. You were seeing this with the rapper called The Baby. Once again, we won't get into that because that's a whole nother conversation. Like, when you say things that are hurtful or when you say or do things, you don't get second, third, or fourth chances. They cancel your black ass immediately. So I'm telling you, you've got to chill. Like, that's a PSA for Hollywood Ray. You've got to chill. Please, I'm begging. Yeah. You've got to chill. Yes, really. you got to chill. We got to chill. I, I do just want to ask. Kobe got a second chance. Tiger got a second chance. Hold on, hold on. Time below. Well, okay, Kobe. That, and I'm like, that's a, that's a, well, I don't want to say that. It's not dicey. We know what went down with that. Um, he, 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 he made her $20 million. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, so, it, went, <laughs> so it, it went away, right? But Tiger was just, he was, he committed infidelity. Wasn't like he, wasn't he was out here, you know, taking, taking advantage of people. He, he wasn't taking advantage of people. He, he was, he, he, he was getting his dick wet. And then that, that's, that's what happened. That, that's all that happened. Just saying, I'm not being honest. If Tiger was smoking weed instead of being addicted to pills, I bet you it would have been a bigger deal. That's actually what I meant more. It, I was, oh, okay. I, I bet you, I bet you, no, I was, but, but I'm like, yeah. That. Got you. Well, he was getting holes in one on and off the golf course. Just saying. But anyway, but that's the whole nother. Yeah, like hold it. 50. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. You know, you know, par for the course, huh? But no, but hey, man, I, I just took <laughs> like that one, Mike, par for the course. I mean, <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, you've got to chill. That, that, that's what I want to get with this. You have to chill. Like you just have to. You cannot. And yes, there are certain, but she, she's not, she's not, I'm, and I'm sorry. She's, she's not Kobe. She's not Tiger. Like these, these guys made Nike and like they, I'm sorry that it's, it's, she's not there. So she could have been, she could have been, she will be like, and yeah, and very, very well could be because she's super young, but it's just like, yo, like it, it, it is but what she's one. I'm sorry though. It, like, it, it just still comes down to is like the most, it, it's, it's so out of touch with the world around you to still take some, like, I don't know. I still can't get, but I can't get behind. Like, I get that it's against the rules, but like, hey, first of all, I don't blame her too much because weed takes a really long time to get out of your system. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but it does. But also, it, it's just still so ass backwards to me. Is that like, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't know that that we have that we have gymnastics coaches out here doing what they're doing or getting accused of what they're getting accused of, but they're still coaching the goddamn team and she can't hit a block. Two weeks before she goes to the Olympics. It's also just to be clear, that's not what she did. She ate it. Right. So she ate a cookie. Sorry. A ate, ate, ate it, smoked it, zipped it, whatever. I hey, it, it is what it is. Works oh. better when you eat it. I, so again, I'm with you. Yeah, um, I'm with it. Yeah, I mean that that could that could have went left. But yeah, yeah, you're you're up guy. Yeah, no, that's true. But we'll we'll end in the whole we'll wrap it on that for for our let's go to another another young star that had to walk away from the Olympics, unfortunately. And that, that is Simone Biles. So, you know, Simone Biles has re had received a lot of backlash for her decision to 
to his mental health over getting another gold medal. So, you know, Mike, I'll start with you, but you know, what were your thoughts about Simone Biles walking away? And the follow-up question to that is, do you think there's a double standard when it comes to men and women's mental health? How dare anyone out there that is sitting on a couch that is that was a JV athlete or a varsity athlete in their high school talking about how this girl quit on her country. This girl was there for the Larry Nasser uh, IOC Olympic you know, gymnast scandal. The things that she has done and put her body through just to win a gold medal shows you her level of commitment to not only the sport, but to the Olympics. I think, I, I, I think she has done more for mental health on a celebrity profile from her celebrity profile perspective in the last three weeks than we, that we can really measure, right? Because she literally flew, you know, let's just call it 13 hours overseas to Tokyo during the middle of a pandemic where they are locked down and cannot have fans because she was going to compete and then realized that she couldn't do it because it would be more detrimental to her body if she's not fully into it. Listen, I, I think the things that she's done are, are heroic. I think it's tough, especially in a world where everyone is so inundated with keyboard warriors and, and their opinions to, to put themselves out there and, and to have a, a mo like a moment of, oh God, you know, when you can be frail and when you can be exposed and she did it and she did it with grace and with class. I'm on team Simone Biles, always have been, always will be. All those other people out there are, are the same people, you know, not unlike myself sitting on, in a chair at my house talking about it. She's out there living it and doing it. So love you, mean it, but shut the fuck up and, and listen to what she has to say. This woman is a decorated athlete and she knew enough about what was going on in her life, her headspace and her body that it would not be good for her to go out there and compete. Secondly. Is there a double standard? Yes, but there's a double standard in this country for everything, right? Like women are not treated the same as men. They aren't. They should be. They aren't. And hopefully we'll get to a point where, where they are. But as it's currently constituted, like if this was a guy, if this was a man that did this, he would be just, you know, who knows in, in today's climate, but let's say that everything's rational. Right. Wow. Like what courage it takes for them to do that. Like that takes so much. Like he, like, you, like that's so great of him. But because she's a girl, oh, she's emotional or she's this or she's that. And I honestly think that, yeah, there's a double standard. I think that we're closing the gap on that double standard, though. I, I wish that it was, I wish that it wasn't what it was, uh, what it is right now. But yeah, I mean, I can go on for days about her, but I, I just think we don't know the level of, of dedication and and pain that she's put herself through to to represent our country so we owe it to her to give her uh, the respect that she deserves when she tells you that she's had enough i, I want to go to your second question first just because of what you just said yes there is a double standard but at the same time is like what people aren't seeing is like simone biles is so good that what was happening was she was going out there and doing things that other gymnasts in the world right now can't even fathom doing they wouldn't even attempt it because it's so dangerous and, and so absurd but they're like listen because they can't do it we're gonna judge you as if you're doing what they're and that to me is just absolute blasphemy you know what i mean that's like that's like being like lebron or curry you hit 70 percent of your threes guess what now those threes are two points you goddamn right Stephen curry would be like you know what Fuck this, man. I'm not doing this. I'm not playing with one hand behind my back. Are you out of your mind? Like the the fact that that's happening, then you add in on top of it, just everything that everyone's saying about her, where it's like she doesn't have the heart. She's not like Carrie Strug. She did this and this. You know, Carrie Strug had heart. She was truly great. She shouldn't have fucking jumped either. That that's what my conclusion is coming out of this is. The people that are sitting there, like Mike was saying, on their couches, the remote warriors that we call them, the keyboard warriors, are the same people that think that these young girls who are just phenomenal athletes, for some reason, owe them something, owe something to their country. And it's like, listen, they don't owe you guys jack shit. You know what I mean? Like, 
it, 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 it's just crazy to me that we look at these young girls and, and we expect them to put literally their lives on the line, put the rest of their well-being for the rest of their lives on the line. Like you think about what Carrie Strug did in 1996. She is a 14-year-old girl with a broken foot doing a vault. That's, that is absurd. And she told her coach I was injured. She still to this day says, listen, I made the decision, blah, blah, blah. It's a 14-year-old girl. I'm sorry. You don't, no matter what, man, like even like a 28-year-old man at this point, like if you have a broken foot and you as a coach or as a role model or someone in an authority position recognize that and you see that this could, you know, end her career, this could do this. You don't do it, man. You don't play them. And it's the same thing with this. And the fact that she was going through all this and is like, what, what do they call them? Spinnies? Twisties. The twisties. That's the most dangerous thing in the world for a gymnast. Yeah, it, it's, it's unbelievable to think about you're doing four and a half flips in the air and you're over-rotating those. And because of that, the, the speed and the velocity that you're coming down to the mat, it is just... It's mind-boggling. So, it, no, you can't blame her at all, man. And anyone that does, honestly, you should go fuck yourselves because it's it's crazy. It's blasphemy. That's the word I was looking for. It's fucking blasphemy. This made, I know this made Mike laugh when I'm about to say, Kurt Angle won a gold medal with his broken freaking neck. Just saying. That's what a warrior looks like, baby. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm, I'm joking. I just had to, I had to make another reference to, uh, to wrestling, but, yeah, yeah. you know, that that's it. Right, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right, exactly. But to to your to your point, Mike, you were saying about if it was a guy that came up there, I believe someone like if like a Roger Federer said that or a Rafael Nadal, you know, guys like that, they came and said, "Hey, you know my mental health." Oh man, you know we appreciate. But if someone like LeBron <laughs> said, "Hey, I'm I'm done. I just can't." Oh my God, you think Simone got murdered? Man, that shit would have been. Listen, ESPN dump skip ba- yo, it was it, yo, the joke the jokes would have been out of this world. It'd have been out of this world. We probably did an emergency pod about this, about how he'll never be Jordan. Hell, he's not even Kobe. He's mentally weak. Like that would have happened. I'm I'm telling you that would have happened because he is by far the most hated athlete in, in the world. But he's he's a lightning rod, but I think the difference is here is that the things that Simone's doing out there actually put her physical livelihood at risk. I mean, play play playing a sport, playing a sport you're no, 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 listen, listen, it, 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 I'm sorry, but if, if Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Phil Mickelson, anyone else goes out, I can't play the game because of my mental health. When you are vaulting yourself and contorting yourself in all those different variations and you have the ability to either land on your feet or land on your neck and kill yourself, I'm sorry, like freak accidents happen in every sport. Yeah. The, the likelihood that if she's not mentally there, that she will hurt herself is higher than in any other sport out there. So I think that she should be given that level, you know, that, that, that much rope, honestly. And she's not. And, and LeBron is a lightning rod, sure. And I also understand what, you, what you're kind of, what you're kind of alluding to, too, is that, you know, not for nothing, it's that. You know, people that, and I, I don't want to upset you, but people that look like you are, I, I, I brought it up. I'm not are, 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 are afforded less of that than people that look like Bobby and I. Weekly, weekly reminder, Rayshon's black. You're right. Yeah. And you're a thousand percent right. However, if, if you just strip all of that away, the things that she is doing to compete for the gold medal directly put her physical well-being it, it, into, into question more so than any other athlete out there. No, there's truth to that. Unfortunately, we can't ship it away, though. I mean, I get it. For, for, the, for the content of the podcast show, we can ship it away, but, but we but, can't afford But what you can't, yeah, is you can't correlate the fact that she, like, like I was saying, she's doing things that other people can't do. And they're not, and they're not awarding her for that. So, so to make that same comparison, if, if they told LeBron James, you need to play with one arm, and he was like, fuck you, I'm not playing, I wouldn't blame him. I really would. You know what I mean? Because, that 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 takes away your confidence that takes away everything that makes you the greatness and who you are and, and makes you overcompensate for that and makes you start doing thinking about oh should i over rotate that one extra time should i do this should i do that and just takes away that that greatness and that that swag that these two have you know what i mean when you think about it in, in that context right because the thing and i'm like once again this is not 
Olympic, but this is um, yeah, so. this is kind of relevant. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, when I think about it's relevant to the conversation, right? Like, okay, remember, you know, Gordon Hayward, he signs here, 2017. Everyone's excited, you know, his up the career essentially is over in five and five minutes and fifteen seconds, right? Like comes down, you know, turns his ankle. I know I've had that type of injury. I know it sucks. But I didn't realize how fucked up it was until it happened to me, right? Yeah. And and, and that that's why I'm bringing it up, right? Like we we will sit from afar and be like, man, I'm getting you getting all this money, you doing this, you doing what not. And I'm gonna lean in and whisper, like, Mike, they're still human. And that's what we forget. Yeah. We, think, we think because they're in the public spotlight and they're getting these millions of dollars, they're getting all those endorsements. And once again, like you said, you said ship it away. Well, ship the money away. Take the money, money, money aside. They are still a human being that eats and breathes and sleeps the way we do. Puts on our pants the same way. They are still human beings just because they're in the spotlight. Oh, they chose to be that. Well, you chose to be your bum, but here we are. Like, <laughs> like don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's that privilege, no, that privilege mentality. That's what it is, man. Well, it, it, you, you, you can say, we can say white privilege. You can say it. <laughs> no, but no, it, it's, it's the privilege. It's not even just white privilege. It's privilege of anybody that think they could come out there and do what she does because you can't. I can't do it. Mike can't do it. Bobby can't do it. Like none of us on the show, that's, 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 that's the, the, the six of us that do the show, we couldn't even think about it. We can only maybe just touch the bar and just go from side to side like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's about it. You know, like that would be, you know, one twist that I'd be out for three years. You know what I'm saying? So I did that just to me is just awful. But right, Sean, you, you took two steps yeah. and we're out for seven months, bro. Right. <laughs> exactly. 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 You know what I'm saying? Is it that, so it shows how wild, or wild, how, you know, but once again, freak, freak accident, right? But it's just like, listen, but listen, the, the three of us, really the six of us, like we support with Simone Biles that's done, you know, and once again, same thing with Naomi Osaka, right? She's not in the Olympics, but that's another one. Like she stepped down for her mental health. Like you have to take care of you because at that level, you have to be able to give your best when your best is required. Right. And if you can't do that, then guess what? The money's not coming. <laughs> the fulfillment's not coming. <laughs> like, so there's a lot of stuff that does not come if you're not, you know, at your best when your best is needed. So. Listen, Simone, we stand with you, love you, care about you, you know, continue to get right, continue to get better. Um, I said, we look forward to seeing you at the next event and, you know, you know, bringing home whether it's gold or, you know, whatever. But once again, 25-time medalist, seven-time world champion. And I said, if I, if I could count, I would have did a book of tea thing. Seven-time world champion, like ridiculous. So, yeah, we're all, we're all proud. She could come in last in that balance beam, and I'm proud of her for actually getting up there. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Facts. Coming back and going through all this and you have the balls to get back on that balance beam after all the shit everyone said about you. Like, good for her, babe. Good for her. Yeah, for, for sure. And then like I said, you know, so, so we'll, we'll close on, on that because I want to end on a, not that we didn't end, not we didn't talk about something happy because I said this was, you know, we got a little more serious, but I want to end on on a lighter note or more, on more positive note. Well, her, her getting right is positive, but I mean, I, I just know it was a serious all you know situation but um katie ledecky and i hope i hope i'm saying her name right this girl <laughs> like is part woman part dolphin like <laughs> like ridiculous really freaking ridiculous like it's unreal you know bobby i'll, I'll start with you and i'll, I'll ask you this would be our, our, our final thing but it's just like you know is does she have an argument to be the greatest olympian of all time argument yes argument she's in the conversation with the great so maybe not great olympians great swimmers maybe but it, she doesn't come close to phelps man it, it, i'm sorry like it was a great performance but if you remember what michael phelps was back in 2000 was it 2008 it, 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 it transcended the nation you remember that it was just like every single night we were watching that it was what was happening and the way he did it too was just unbelievable i i love katie ledecky man and, and she's so young she rebounded from that 1500 freestyle was it the 1500? No, it was the, yeah, the 1500 freestyle she rebounded from and just dominated that 4,000. Man, I have to say, I love swimming. It's so fun to watch. <laughs> and like, it's so cool just watching. It's almost like being, I don't, I like to gamble. All right. It's almost like being at the racetrack. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you, you have like all these different lanes and like all of a sudden the guy from the back of the pack's coming to the front of the pack and you're like, oh my God. But yeah, you know, it's so cool to see her dominate. It's, I mean, it's a cool story, but it's not even close. I mean, Michael Phelps entered 24 Olympic races and won gold in all but six. 
And like, again, like he in 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, but in 2008, he, I, I think he won, was it eight gold medals that, that in that year? Unbelievable. Uh, he is the greatest United States Olympian of all time, even though Kurt Angle did win a gold medal with, with a broken freaking neck. But, but second, I mean, Carl Lewis, man, he was track and field 84, 88, 92, 96. He won uh, 10 medals, nine gold, one silver. Guy's a winner. And he did it across two decades. So this is a great story, but she'd have to do it in four years and then do it again in another four years for her to even be considered. Then he came back four years later. That's right. Right. But no, but she didn't in 20, she's done it in 2012. She did it in 2016. And then she's doing it now, right? Like, to see, I think she's won 10 so far this. So she won six. She won six. She's won seven gold. Yeah, she, seven gold. So that's extremely impressive for one. Yeah, that's not, I don't want to be dismissive, but. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, let's play, you know, seven more than all of us combined. Just saying, that's one. Two, in the women's 800 meter, 22 different occasions. She's really swimming against her set. Hopefully she has all the best records. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? So I'm just like, yo, like, it's like, it's me against me. Like, how, what do you, how do you want me to get better for all about if I'm my greatest opponent? Like, what do you want me to do? Keep beating my time. So, I mean, I listen to me. Yeah. She's up there. Like I say, it's incredible to see what she's done. Yeah. Listen, Phelps took the world by storm. You're right. You know, so did Ryan, so did Ryan Lofton for a second, but that was for a different reason. Ouch. Whoops. But just, just <laughs> all while. Smoking marijuana on a ton, a ton of weed, but but I won't. So we'll get past that, anyways. So so to stay on swimming, I my favorite performance of the whole thing was Bobby Finkel, man. In that fifteen hundred, I don't know if you guys watched this, but he was Bobby Finkel. You like that, right? <laughs> I saw you giggle, like I saw it. <laughs> but so to see him make that comeback, man, he was almost I want to say like a full two seconds behind, and, and then just absolutely took off in the last length of the race and went from fourth and ended up getting the gold it was it, it was so cool to watch like i said seeing someone come from the back and just take off at the end of a race is so awesome the other thing too man caleb dressel in that 50 meter the 50 meter is is a psychotic swimming race i don't know if you guys have watched this it, it's literally one length down so it's just an all-out sprint. So it's just like absolute chaos the entire time. Yeah, after about two or three meters, I'd have been like, all right, well, this is going to go. Get me out the pool. I think he set, he set the world record in it for like the fourth time. He's by far the best sprinter in swimming, without a doubt. He he was awesome. So those are my two favorite swimming uh, stories of the year so far. Okay. Right, and, it, and sorry, good, this is just me being petty, but wasn't Carl Lewis brought up on on doping charges as well was that is that true am i wrong am i wrong never never proven uh, uh, oh no never prove okay well what one thing i know he can do is sing the damn national anthem and he was terrible at that but <laughs> that that was awful it's like hey it's like hey buddy one of the few times it's okay to say stick to your sport <laughs> just just saying just saying but yeah yeah that was, that was funny but yeah i didn't know that he played no no definitive proof that that, I mean, that he ever that he ever did just, just think about this though he never finished worse than second and he only finished second once better better than michael johnson yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah michael johnson's up there too man it's just like, i mean and i mean I, and I can't believe that we had this segment and didn't even bring up jesse owens no jesse oh yeah jesse owens flojo or jackie joined kersey so there's a lot of people that could be in that role. I just, uh, to me, I, I'm like, I just thought, like I said, the girl was on a hell of a run. And yes, recency bias is a mug. So that's why I, I brought it up. But like I said, I, I'm impressed with what that Katie Ledecky girl is doing. So I wanted to give her, I really wanted to give her a shout out. I, mean, I, I wanted to highlight that women are killing it. Ladies, you guys are awesome in every sense of the word. You're doing stuff that we can now, that we couldn't do even on our best day. And yeah, so you know, keep trucking along, keep, you know, keep making history. I keep making her story that as, as, as they say now in, in 2021. So any final words before we get out of here? No, man, I think I've been waiting to talk about, about Simone. And I think if I can just reiterate, man, like the courage that she's shown and, and, and the face, it, you, you, you talk, we talked about earlier in the show about adversity and how we don't, we don't know if the, if like the men's team could overcome it. This girl, this human went through all that she went through has, has, you know, you know that she's seen and heard all the shit that everyone's saying about her. And she's still taking the beam. She's still going to get up on that beam and try to win the, and try to win the gold. So I, I'm just, I'm floored by her. I think that's, that's my final thought. 
Yeah, I, I love Simone Biles. I'm with you, Mike. The courage and determination that she shows is just unbelievable to me. Um, the loser of this whole thing to me is the United States of America and the general outlook about how we treated her and how this all went down. I just think we, we look even more arrogant than we did before. Moving on from that, the one sport no one's talked about that was the most exciting thing that happened in the Olympics three-on-three basketball, man. I don't know if you guys watched this, but it was so goddamn fun. It was so cool, man. I believe that's the thing. That's so wild. That's so wild. Ten-minute games, first to 21. It was just like the entire time you were watching, I watched the gold medal game, the U.S. women's one. You're just watching, you're like, oh, my God. <gasps> because it was like it's half court, first to 10 or 21. So it's a 10-minute game. So it was fucking awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. I had forgot about that. I forgot that, that was a thing. I just rather watch the big three, <laughs> but that that's pretty cool to see that they, they, they do that. I'm assuming American, I mean, seven out seven football should be next. Then if you have that, you got to oh, have seven right. seven. That would be pretty crazy, honestly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But no, let's listen. I don't have to add anything to what you guys have said. You guys articulate everything perfectly in that regard when it comes to some old balls and anything else that we talked about uh, tonight. But listen, you know, guys continue to listen to the show. You know, we appreciate those that have been listening. You know, we're reaching on a year milestone. Um, coming up on it. Yeah, co- yeah coming up on it. Crazy, man, isn't it? Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so you, know, we, you know, we'll have some type of post, obviously, but, you know, we say, you know, we say thank you for missing the point. So for, so for Mike Margangelo and the World BK Bob Kelly, I'm Rashawn McKenna, and we will see you next time. Peace. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big home. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.